Welcome back to All Things Acura. This is our second attempt here at episode number five. Second attempt. Second attempt. You didn't know it. five. Yep. At, uh, you know, with technical glitches and difficulties as we are still just, again, only amateurs at doing this part of it. Um, but again, I'm Matt uh, and uh, I'm Justin and, that's Justin. and we're, we're back again. So thanks for joining us again. Yeah, and episode five. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you listen any more on the, on the sources? I, I did. I, I had a little notification come up on Google yep. that said, hey, you guys are now available on Google Podcasts. Yeah, I don't know if we're available on Apple yet. It hasn't. Yeah, the Apple. 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 They're tough. Right. They got to make sure that right. what we're talking about is I legitimate think, or something. I think it's like most fruit. They just want to make sure it's right. <laughs> it's, it's very ripe. I, I can assure you of that. Uh, so yeah, episode number five. Uh, thank you for anyone who has been uh, listening and following along with anything that we've had to uh, you know ramble on about. And appreciate everyone who's listened to our rambles uh, over the past yeah, couple of weeks. Speaking here. of rambling, didn't our last ep- episode though? You know, we covered some really neat stuff with the Insurance Institute and uh, you know the crash test mm-hmm. rate and stuff. And then we never got around to the big topic of oh, used cars. Yeah. I kind of forgot we had that as a topic. Yeah. So uh, today. Matt, I think we're going to tackle a little bit of this uh, used car madness. Yeah, we have we have a few topics here that we want to cover today. Uh, the used car market being the the big one. Um, Integra, we're going to talk oh, about the Integra, Integra news ish, yeah. something like news. Uh, we don't. I don't know if you want to say tomorrow. When <laughs> yeah, depending on when we release this, and, yes. and we we're just having a, a nice little debate over that. Mm-hmm. Um, but depending on when we release this, that. The tool might be live, right? It goes That's live true. on the 10th, and there's a chance that you guys will be hearing this on the 10th or after. Yeah. Um, so the tool might already be live <laughs> on the Integra. So we're kind of doing the back to the future. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're gonna right? try it. Yeah. Well, well, as of this, as of this thing, we thought we might have more information. Yeah. To, to be fair, <laughs> so uh, we, as in uh, Acura world, they are very reluctant to share information with us in, ahead of time. Right. And so this just proves the point. We do not have information that by now, when you guys are listening to all this, to this, yeah, you will have. Well, and that's a great point. Like it just goes to show you, like how a lot of how a lot of brands kind of work in that way. Like we. You know, some of them try to keep so much information close to the chest. Some of them will kind of release it really early, but it just goes to show you, hey, we're we're in the thick of things, and we still don't know as much as you know the consumer knows. Now, so. they haven't always done that because I don't know if you <laughs> viewers, <laughs> listeners, people, Acura World, yep. remember the famous uh, NSX commercial mm. because it came out. I think that was in this in 2015. Uh, I thought it was earlier than that. I think it was in 2010. No. No, because Jay Leno fighting um, Jerry Seinfeld for the keys for the first NSX. Well, lo and behold, it took two and a half years, three yeah. years for the car to actually come out. So they don't always wait. They yeah. just don't give us a whole lot of information. Yeah, and <laughs> and right, and well, and they also don't give us a lot of information because of what happened with the Integra stuff a couple weeks ago, where you know people yeah, are saying slips out there all wheel drive, which yeah. again we're not going to go down that whole road. Um, and we'll get into that more of that in a second. And then the other things we want to talk about a little bit about the Sony and Honda news. Pretty big news. Um, anyone who's who's uh, followed that, that's kind of in- interesting stuff out there. And then the used car market. So we'll get back to all that stuff. But uh, but yeah. yeah, we got some questions there, Matt. Yeah. So uh, again, thanks to everyone who's watching the comments and questions. They help us a lot. You know, we did. There was even one comment who were like, "Oh yeah, that's a great idea." You know. So it does help us along too, because again, we're all new at this. We're just trying to get the information out to everyone. Um, so one of the first ones we came across, which this, I just thought was an interesting thing. This was one on one of the comments of the videos of the Type S. Uh, Mr. Gold uh, said the 1720 MDX Sport Hybrid powertrain was only $1,500 more in compared to similar tech or advanced super handling all-wheel drive models. So what this gentleman is referring, or this person is referring to is referring to the hybrid powertrain that existed on the 17 through 20 MDX, which I've learned recently, not a lot of people actually knew about. Um, So he said, I would have traded my 19 MDX advanced sport hybrid for a 22 MDX type S if it had the hybrid powertrain made it to the 3.5 turbo engine, which again, is not an engine, but he's just saying if that one had a turbo, and he's just simply saying, I have zero need to tow anything. And the, the towing thing, because they you couldn't add a trailer hitch to the hybrid model. 
and I know this is kind of a little bit off topic, but it was really fascinating. I thought that was really interesting that he brought up that the hybrid because like, where are we at with all that? You know? Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I would have to correct Mr. Gold. I believe it was a $2,500 increase over. I, I'd have to dig back in. I don't, I thought it was more than 1500. He could be right. Though. I think it was. Yeah. I, I think it was about that. I thought it was pretty reason. It was, it was unusually reasonable. Yeah. Unusually bull. Reasonable. <laughs> We'll make up words. Right. We'll make up, add yeah. that to the vocabulary. Yeah, as a bit of the vocabulary. So accepted vocabulary. <laughs> right. Uh, to, to only have a small increase for the, such a, a dramatic difference in powertrain, right? Yeah. When they were talking about hybrids and you look across the industry, even at the time back in 17, yep. you know, 16, 17, when that was coming out, that it was such a big jump. It was four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000 to get a Easily. hybrid powertrain. Right. And then they came out with this really inexpensive jump or package jump to yeah. get it. And for, for more performance, you yeah. know, that's, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you know that's, that's an interesting marketing <laughs> point. I wonder if they would have charged way more, people would have paid more attention. Like yeah, even, in, even so. if it was in a negative way. Right. Because that car flew under the radar yeah. and then it just went away. And it faded, it faded away pretty quick. I would say the first two years is where we saw a lot of that. And then it kind of quickly kind of just faded away to uh, into obscurity, which was unfortunate, really. Um, but yeah, so sorry about that. And who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of years as we'll maybe talk about that. Yeah, here. <laughs> I, I don't know that we'll see, uh, you know, Acura has talked a little bit about that. Uh, and I know they talked about that just recently, the dealer meeting, we probably won't see many hybrid powertrains uh, in the Acura lineup. Now, Honda might still have some, uh, especially with the, even with the plug-in hybrid, um, but with Acura, they're going to, they're they're, they're not sticking their toe in the water. They're just jumping in the into, electrification yeah, into pool. <laughs> Which we don't have much info yet. Well, we'll get into that. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Gold. And then uh, next uh, person, Dominic Washington. Another just kind of interesting comment. He said, it would be nice since Acura raised the price for the TLX. Uh, they could have at least given us wireless Apple CarPlay included in the jump. So this was part of the, you know, all, all of our cars had some sort of jump. You know, the TLX wasn't, I think that was what, 800 bucks? $800 price then, increase on, yeah, the, on was, the regular TLX yeah. and 500 on the Type S. And we just announced that last week. Yeah. Uh, and that was beginning for March 1st uh, that that price increase took in effect. He's asking, they could have gave us something for that extra money. Well, a <laughs> uh, regular price increase doesn't, you know, they do those mid-model year, you know, mid-year that's yeah. their you know it's been out for a little bit we we, we can throw a little bit i mean ask it yeah. happens almost every year all models all cars right. whether have. or not they change anything to the car right. or another thing but typically you won't get a feature like wireless apple carplay or android auto added to a vehicle unless there's a pretty major change done to it and since the vehicle was new in 21 yeah. uh 22 remained the same uh, they probably probably won't see a feature like that added till twenty three or twenty four, Matt. Yeah, if, and yeah. And, and, and you know, I we have this argument all the time. You, you know, some customers they believe they have to have wireless Apple CarPlay. Wired is just as good. This your music quality is better, and you'll get a better charge. Yeah, I was gonna say wireless actually or wired. Yeah. actually works much better, and I yeah. think the experience for people is much better. Wireless sounds nice. Yes, um, but the whole reason that the industry has slowly moved to wireless. Is because consumer de demand, mm -hmm. but the reason why they didn't do it right away is just because of what's happening now yeah, with them. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's just not a, It's just not as as great. There's there's good reasons for both. Obviously, it's nice to have, not to take it out of your pocket or whatever. Your phone's all paired up and ready to go. Um, but again, I agree. It's a minor thing. But uh, yeah, like Justin said they make these these minor price adjustments throughout mid mid years through all these type types of times. Um, <clears throat> the next one, uh, Elmo Cien. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but. Uh, I wanted to bring this up, and this is not nothing. He, he was commenting on my the video I made, and it, it, this is nothing for me. It's just simply, he said, "Nice video with minimal dealership sales bias. Didn't expect such balance." So, um, you know, obviously, I appreciate that from a personal standpoint. But I think that's really kind of what Justin and I want to try to achieve with this. Is that you know we're not here to have any buy. You know, we're here selling accuracy because that's how we support our families. Um, you know, we obviously, we, there's things we expect out of the brand or certain things that we would like to see out of the brand just as much as the consumer. And we want to make sure we go out about it in as unbiased of a way as we can. Yeah. And we really want to just get the information that we feel that would help you as a consumer. And in turn, you know, 
it has this long-term effect of helping us in turn being you being a more educated consumer and accurate owner and probably hopefully more excited about the brand. Matt and I talked about that for a long time before we even started this. Yep. Just how do we get information to people, right? How do, how do we get that out there so people have this information that we know, you know, without just making these, you know, you know, we want to be your car guys right. ad. Come, and so yeah. we really avoid that. It's not about that. It really is just getting you guys the information. Now, don't get me wrong. Matt, still, we still need to sell cars. That's true. Make a living. That's, That's right. That We're not <laughs> saying that we get, uh, there's, we mentioned this before, yeah. and I think I even had to cut some of that out, but we, no, <laughs> there is no monetary part of this. And we are uh, just literally just trying to get the information out for the, for the good of all the brand and yeah. hope Hope that uh, that we provide you something that's helpful for, for you. And uh, right. but that was a great, yeah. That is a neat uh, comment on that video. Obviously, that's a really cool video. If you haven't seen that, that's Matt's driving impressions on the MDX Type S. If you haven't seen the video before that that Matt did comparing them, you can really learn a lot. It's a great video. Matt did an awesome job, and um, that's not make to make Matt's head blow up because <laughs> he's got to right. fit through the that's door fine. when we yeah, leave. That's right. But we have he, double doors for that. So, but they are we're not we're not biased in one way or another. We're biased to Acura, I will say that, but sure. we're not biased into uh, trying to sell you a Correct. vehicle. That's not what it's about. And I think you'll, if you watch those videos, you'll get a very good flavor of, you know, just an honest assessment. We'll, we'll tell you if you have to listen to some of the other podcasts, there's plenty of things that will be on your side about, about Acura. <laughs> yeah, and, that's right. And, yep, and, absolutely. And, and we'll pound the drum with you as, as loud as, as we can because... Uh, we, we all have the same passion for the brand. Right, because we, we there's a lot of stuff that, about the brand that we love and appreciate and everything like that. But, you know, at the same time, like, just like, just like if you have a kid growing up, you want the best for them. You want to, you know, you want to be hard on them sometimes because if you're not, then, you know, th some of those things just kind of go unnoticed and then they don't make those changes or things that you'd like to see because you do appreciate the brand. So, so that goes back to if you haven't hit the subscribe button, and I'm saying that because we want Acura <laughs> to listen to that's, us, that's right? True. Yeah, we actually, want them yeah. to take this feedback yeah. that you guys are giving us and we're sharing with everybody yeah. and take it to heart, right? There's people out there that, that are on the other side of this getting this information. And so um, and so make sure you, you subscribe, follow, leave comments. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we do have some direct paths to Acura, but it really is a neat format if they hear it from you mm -hmm. and, and, and in, in conjunction with, with right. this Oh, format. absolutely. So, and, and Acura is one of these brands that has this really like kind of loyal core following. Um, and that kind of leads me right into what the next comment's about, which will lead into our first topic. But Acura has this core following. Obviously, when they were developed, you know, in the early, or I should say mid-80s, and they came out with the Integra, you know, that whole thing kind of began this this drive for what a lot of and it's interesting because a lot of videos out there like the one we were watching that guy uh kirk kirk yeah. he had a ton of views on that one video about Acura, where some of his other videos didn't have as many views so it was really interesting because it does go to show you that there's the, the following there and i think people just want to see that much more out of the brand so um, with that being said, the one, the next comment, last comment we're going to talk about is, is it, uh, Ali or Ali, whatever it is, is, uh, when is the Integra type S coming out? Justin, you, you know when it's coming out, type S coming out. Oh yeah. So that's, uh, I have that information right <laughs> wow. here. Let's please share it with us. <laughs> uh, that is as, um, I don't, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know either. Okay, so we don't know that there's going to be a type S for one. No, they have not announced that, but they have made it pretty, they've implied it. Yep. And they made it pretty clear that, that the S pattern should follow the brand. Uh, well, again, we haven't seen that with the RDX yet, but we really think we're going to see it with the Integra. Yeah. I, I will say, and we'll just look at past history. It probably won't be released when we find out the rest of the information, which could be like within days or so of, or right now, as you're listening to this, yep. of the Integra, yep. it probably won't be released with that initial, when that car rolls out. It will probably be farther down. And so they take all those opportunities. So keep thinking in mind of the Acura brand. They only have select models. So they take every opportunity they can to use that that exposure at a different time, right? right. Yep. They try to, That's they try to plan it out. Yeah. Well, they try to plan it out accordingly and let, like looking at the TLX type S or MDX type S. Yeah. Those that come good, out. Yeah. That's. Good example. So the TLX, uh, came out and then it was almost a year yeah, later, it was almost a year, a year later before yeah. the type S came out and it probably eight months for the MDX. Yeah. So if we use that time frame, which yeah. hopefully 
you know, that there's lots of variables that happen during those launches and during those times, right? We've had, uh, you know, the chip whole chip ordeal. There's been a lot of things happening yeah. for Acura as, as we're trying to as we're trying to do that, right? So, <laughs> so the whole chip ordeal and all the things going on out there in the world of pandemic. I mean, there's just so many things. So it's hard to say that those are the norm. But I would say, you know, six eight months a year uh, before you would expect to see a uh, Type S version. So right. Absolutely. I'm, we're pretty confident that that might be a thing, but. Yeah, and it there's been some leaks already with the uh, with the Integra, or I will see as this as things kind of come out. This is weird talking in the future almost. It is, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sure if I what I want to say, yeah, because I mean, there's some, there's been there, in general, there's always leaks about things. You know, we reread and see some of the stuff. At the end of the day, we have to see it in writing or see it, you know, live before I would like to make any type of assessment as to what is actually happening. With the Integra, but uh, yeah, I know uh, there's a little bit of yeah, so interesting uh, info. You know, again, this is <laughs> when we go back to you know when's this coming out. You guys might already know this, but uh, <laughs> Actor shared this with us um, that obviously the reserve tool is going to be live on the 10th, which could be like right now. Um, Depends on how hard you want to work. <laughs> or when wow. you want to get the video. Yeah. <laughs> so if I can get this turnaround, that's what Matt's trying to say. If I can get this turnaround in time that's and get right. it out to you guys, yep. it'll be the 10th. Um, Acura, this is interesting. Welcome to the metaverse. Oh. Acura will be offering a NFT to the first 500 clients that complete an online, an eligible online reservation for an Integra. So NFT, again, is a... Uh, so is a... You know, that's all part of the uh, metaverse and the crypto non world. Token, it's right? a non-fungible token, <laughs> yes. So if you've lived in the world of NFTs, you know exactly what we're talking about. If not, you're probably saying, what are they talking about, NFT? So uh, you can do a little quick research on this. NFT is, you know, typically for what most people know of it, has been some um, collectible art, digital artwork mm-hmm. is kind of what the, the big piece of it. But an NFT can be a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but Acura will have their own, and I don't. I guess it's going to be a piece of Integra uh, artwork. I'm guessing is you'll get, and so you'll get your own NFT, which is kind of cool, part of the yeah, metaverse. Sure. Hey, Web 3.0. Uh, we're still trying to get um, <laughs> our camera to work right and the microphone set up. So right, we're we're we're, we're like Web. Well, yeah, we're like. I don't even know. It's part of the. Uh, yeah, we're not part of the metaverse. We're not part of the metaverse, yes. So on the on the note of the metaverse, <laughs> so the people that are excited about the metaverse and the virtual world, uh, Acura will have a virtual dealership in the metaverse, mm-hmm. and that will be coming live soon, um, probably within uh, by the end of this month. Uh, really interesting. I know that if you live in that uh, world and you're tra- interested in what's happening in the metaverse, there's a lot of things going on already behind the scenes. If you're not familiar with it, I'm talking Greek. I won't go down that rabbit hole. Talking, yeah, it's like, uh, but a lot of companies have been <laughs> diving right in to get their piece of the metaverse and buy their real estate there. Uh, clearly, Acura has already done that to brand themselves in the world. Um, neat stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, hopefully, yeah. most of you guys that are listening to it are excited to get your NFT with your Integra order. If not, uh, go look up NFT because there it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> That's right. It's a neat. It's neat stuff. Um, right. It's yeah, it's interesting, and, and I guess you know I feel good about that because I think Acura's you know they've been trying to trend in that right direction, you know, and it's almost like I don't know of any other brands that have done this, you know, try to be involved in the NFT world or the metaverse world yet. So that's interesting that they're already and so what's the, they've that. already had their little series out with the with Integra, yeah. um, and I just drew a blank on the name of it. But if you, you go, if you go to the Acura.com, you do see a clip of it. And I think there's already three, several episodes yeah. of that series. Yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah, it's it's so it's so a good sign. I think, you know, as Acura has kind of changed the direction over the past, like, what, two, three years, you know, hopefully things will continue to kind of move forward with them. And I think that's a, that's a great start for that. Yeah, so I so. think of all this, you know, as they talk about the metaverse and NFTs and, and what's coming with Web 3.0, the other big announcement that happened this week was uh, yeah. Sony and Honda. Or Sonda. Or or Honey. Or Honey. <laughs> or Honey. Honey. Wow. Jeez. Whew. Oof. That's getting close. <laughs> yeah. 
So if you, for those of you that don't know or haven't saw or haven't heard that, um, Sony and Honda have entered into an agreement, a partnership more or so, to uh, start down the path to design electric vehicles in partnership. Yep. Uh, really, actually pretty cool. I mean, I think in the big scheme of things. And that kind of came out of the blue. I don't Yeah. I don't think, well, don't. there was a little blip about maybe that uh, a while back, and I think it, it, was, it was shoved under the rug. And, okay, yeah. Uh, it was kind of a surprise because, as a lot of you might know, that they have already have a partnership with General Motors to start that electrical vehicle to get that stuff rolling out. Um, but uh, Sony and Honda will be uh, teaming up to uh, create their own. Yeah. Versions. Right, exactly. And hot, it's it, like just if you guys go and read, you know, if you're going to go Google it now and find some articles, it basically just, you know, Honda is going to be in charge of basically developing the vehicles, you know, the transportation itself. Um, and Sony's going to be kind of developing a lot of the electronics that go along with that or you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting. Um, I, I assume that's how it would go, but. Yeah, and I'll, well, I, yeah, they, they even mentioned with uh, Sony's, you know, digital or electronic mm -hmm. background that the, the infotainment systems and the stuff that Sony's already developed. And if you look out there, I think Sony's already has some prototype electric cars that they've been working on yeah. for years. And, and so it's a neat partnership. Yeah. We don't, I don't think uh, anywhere I read that it said anything along the lines of like timeline, like when we expect to see oh. like, okay. Oh no, they, I think they did. did so I, by okay. 2025, yeah. they expect to have a vehicle okay, that's on the right. road. So yeah. it, it's coming close, quick. I mean, it's, <clears throat> Few years away. You're, well, and I was wondering how that's going to work with the GM, like with the GM partnership. Like, what's what's that going to look like? Because if we're already, you know, involved in that, and then is Acura going to be involved in the Sony partnership? Like, well, I think it'd know. be almost almost impossible not to be. You, you mean you never know? But you're right. <laughs> we don't know. So the, we'll we'll get more answers to all that stuff. It, but it was, I think, positive news overall for yes. for everybody. You know, typically they share infotainment systems and technology like that. That you know, which. It, to have them in your corner designing that stuff and, and they can focus on the the automo the vehicle right the, the vehicle part exactly of it, yeah. it really yeah it'll be it'll be good for i mean because honda's never really had a partnership with like you know any speaker brand or any kind of electronics brand really and so i think that's going to be a positive for both honda and acura as we kind of move on here yeah good good stuff so Onto the big topic, and, and that's just this used car market, uh, our thoughts of it, where it's going, and uh, what's yeah. happening. So, so why used cars? Well, you guys probably see the headlines because I mean they're, I mean every other uh, you know piece of news that comes out is talking about the staggering prices on used vehicles right now. Uh, not to mention, obviously, we already talked about markups on on new vehicles mm -hmm. and what dealers are doing, but we haven't touched on that used car market, Matt. Right, and so. We felt that we really want to dive into that just a little bit, uh, give you our perspective and what we see. Um, again, you know, we're doing this every day. We see see some of the trends mm -hmm. and what's going on. So hopefully, we can provide some insight that will help you make or not make a decision. Yeah, because there's there's so many things out there too. Um, and you know, I don't think we we don't want to take a stand of whether or not like, hey, this is a great time to buy or not a great time to buy. And you see a lot of like podcasts or like different articles up about there out there about that. Because that's not always necessarily the case. So, you know, I think what we want to do is just have that discussion about it. Maybe it's the right time for you to, you know, consider that option or not. You know, well, that's, that's, that's a great, great way to put it, Matt, because yeah. I think that's exactly what I was trying to say when yep. we were talking about this earlier is, is we think in some cases there, it, it still makes sense and there can be some value in, in looking for a pre-owned vehicle. Uh, I, I think it's, it's almost... And I hate to say it, but media obviously wants to be, you know, uh, yeah, they, they want to blow things up, but they, right, but yeah. they, they go to the extreme and saying, you shouldn't do anything, right? You should not do anything. Well, <laughs> right. that's not holds true for, I think, everything. So right. I think we want to give you all, all sides of it so you can see the ins and out, and then you can make your own decision. You can easily say, well, these guys are just wanting to, you know, they just want to sell a car. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> we can make a case on, on all sides of it just, just the same. Is it, again, we don't expect you to buy a car from us. That's not what we're asking you to do. No, we just want to provide you the information we have. There's plenty of cases we're going to tell you in here uh, of this data where I would tell you absolutely not to buy that car. And yeah. yet people are still are. So they aren't listening it, to that. So either, some, right? Yes. Who knows? There's some disconnect there. Right. Um, and one of the, the and there's lots of articles we read, but this one I felt I just, it was from Car and Driver. And they, you know, they basically talked about, it says buyers 
paid 12.2% uh, more for a new vehicle, which I know that's new vehicle in January of 2022, then in January 21. And then it says the picture gets even worse for used vehicles, which were up more than 40% year over year. So we saw that big jump. And if you want to, I know. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we were, we pulled this, uh, <clears throat> this ha source, uh, had Mannheim. Um, and so has a, has, provides all this used vehicle data, sales data. And so for those of you that don't know what Mannheim is, because if I just say Mannheim, no, it's <laughs> Mannheim is, uh, really the largest, uh, wholesale auctions, uh, place house right. auction house across the country yep. in the United States and <clears throat> and they comprise all this data from those sales so Mannheim has a good pulse of what's going on in the industry um, because they're the ones that are conducting all these sales right. and um, they really see these prices as they go up and down uh, throughout the market and um, the chart shows this huge jump as you look from uh, 2020 all the way up to to where we're at now today of the price of vehicles and it really skyrockets and depending on where you read you know it's anywhere from you know 25 to 40 50 percent i think some of these places are saying yes and no take it all with a grain of salt yep. it depends on the car it depends on so let's let's back up how did we get to this point <laughs> for a little bit yeah uh, how did we get here well when there's no new vehicles to buy because of the chip shortage and all the things going on with labor and COVID and in the world, in the world, then people were turning to the other source of where they could find vehicles, Matt, obviously they could buy a pre-owned vehicle. Yep. And so that's driving the, those costs up because of the demand, but keep in mind those percentages you're hearing out there. And I was bringing this point up to Matt. Yeah. We're from the lowest point of, I think, the used vehicle industry as a whole, as far as percentage of, of what those vehicles cost, because they're taking that from when the pandemic started. Yeah. You know, uh, when those vehicles, you know, keep in mind, everybody remembers March That's and right. April yep. when the pandemic started. Things went into shutdown. People were scared of their jobs. They were scared of what was going to happen tomorrow. We didn't know where this thing was going. Yep. And nobody like, was buying anything. Right. And dealers felt like, hey, we got we should probably get rid of our stuff. Yeah. We don't know what's happening. And the right? dealers pressed the panic button, <laughs> yeah. right? And they said, okay, these cars have got to go. They're at the they were taking losses on them. They were selling them at the lowest prices they probably ever could have been. So keep in mind that that as you hear those numbers of how much it's gone up. They're starting from a market that was probably too low to begin with. Correct. Already. Yeah, there was like, I don't know, it's like probably two or three three percent drop right as that started, you know, and then all, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, and I imagine <laughs> in some cases, you know, the dealers took huge hits just to get rid of those cars in fear of what was coming with the pandemic. Well, so then what happened as we go down the road, you know, there's still new vehicle supply out there. There already was maybe, I wouldn't say a shortage of used cars, but it was it was a tight supply at the time. Well, the other piece that happened out there that a lot of people don't realize is that the rental car companies also unloaded their fleets of vehicles. And I mean, I mean, fleets, you're talking hundreds of thousands, if not millions right. of vehicles were, <laughs> were sold off into the marketplace because nobody was traveling. You couldn't yep. go anywhere. They, they weren't going to sit on these cars. I remember some of the deals that I remember seeing Hertz had. I yeah. kicked myself for not wanting to buy one of those cars, but it's some that, really neat cars right, sure. that were on fire sale because yep. they had to get rid of these things. Yeah. And, and that, that really, and it's funny as you kind of talk about this, you're like, well, man, this, this snowballed into this, this snowballed into this. And all of a sudden you're like, well, here we are now. And, and it shows you really how you, you got, how, and why prices that like, you know, these used cars are so much higher now and why people are getting so much more in their trade is because places like the rental car companies right. so had what, to replenish their... Right. So <laughs> then going fast forward a little bit longer, as the new vehicles started to sell off and the inventory and they realized there was going to be a problem with the chips as mm -hmm. COVID time went on, um, then then those used car prices started to increase. And as start travel started back up, these rental car companies said, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. They went to the manufacturers. Every manufacturer said OEM. Um, you know, your Fords, Hondas, Toyotas, yeah. everybody that supplied the rental car companies. Honda does not, by the way. I hate, I forgot to mention that. No, that's, yeah, that's a good point though in all this. They, they yeah. did not, uh, from a fleet standpoint, fleet sales were a huge piece of all these manufacturers. Well, they can't supply enough vehicles for the dealers, so they, they shut that spigot off. Matter of fact, I think they all still have it shut off. Right. They will not supply those. So the rental car companies turn to the used car market right. to get vehicles. 
Well, they're taking <laughs> hundreds of thousands of late model vehicles, especially out of the marketplace, and they're bidding for them along with you as the consumer. Yes, right. right. Yeah, and that's absolutely. And this this is kind of like what drives me nuts. Is like when we're looking at cars that are taken on trade, like we're we're trying to sell these cars at retail prices. Where and we've talked about this a million times. Where like these Carvanas and these other places can sell to these to these rental companies, and that's really driving up what these prices are, what these prices, so to speak, because these aren't like retail price numbers, in my opinion. Like these are all like, hey, here's the number, here's the information that's gathered throughout. Yeah, sorry, some of these are not available for you to buy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like they're yeah. rental cars. Well, like, the, and those companies have an ability to really overpay for those vehicles because yeah. they're not turning around just to resell those cars. They're, they're right. going to depreciate that over amount of time. And they need the car. Like they, Desperately, they're losing money and customers by not having the vehicle. And I don't know if you run in a car lately. I haven't, but I've heard that it's, it's ridiculously yeah. expensive. 700000 bucks yeah. for a week. And so they're get, getting so much more for these cars. <clears throat> they can pay a lot more for a car. Yeah. So they are paying ultra-premium prices. Well, now we've seen that sort of all cool off. Now that we've kind of told you how we got to this point, yeah. the good news, I guess, in all this, if you if you're listening, you're still wondering what where where we're at today. Row, row. I'm back. You back? Uh, yeah. Sorry about that, folks. We we got interrupt. We were interrupted, but it's always to help someone. That's we're in the middle of the showroom, so there's, um, there's people that come in or. Actually, I think he was waiting there for a while. I think he was too. And we almost, we felt so, bad. You know, sometimes you can see him and sometimes they can see what's going on. And we try to like, you know, yeah. like, can you come back just in a few minutes? We're not, we're we don't know what a few minutes is long. either though, to be fair. So yeah, I think <laughs> a minute think is like they, 10 minutes. I think they told us that. <laughs> you guys aren't very good. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's, time yeah. management when it comes to, Ooh, to uh, that's okay. the podcast. Um, just listen and love it. Yeah, okay. so he Deal waited patiently. We helped him out. We got him uh, got him going, and we're back. And so what we're leading to, mm. and I apologize if I said this, but I'm not going to go back and watch it. Nope. It'll take more time. I can do it. Um, is is that things are starting to uh, kind of come back down. We hit the peak of all this madness as far as prices in January. Right. Yeah, in, right, exactly. And um, what was I – I was about to read something here that I just had um, – Alex Yurechenko, Senior Vice President and Chief Data Science Officer at the Industry Analyst Black Book, um, says, most likely we pass the peak of prices. Uh, now, the only challenge as, as time goes on here is, you know, who, you know, and they kind of go on to talk about like, well, since we're not selling a ton of cars right now, what's the used car market going to look like three years down the road? So, you know, hopefully, like you had described earlier that, you know, this effect of like the the prices lowering, it'll probably a, be a slow effect. It won't be something like dramatic. Right. My We're going to see this slow, <clears throat> gradual decline of pricing. But it, in general, they're going to stay up for several years. Correct. And I don't. Yeah. I don't foresee. You know, in my our <clears throat> were you talking about what we know, and you're just taking our advice and take yeah. it for what it's worth. What you think of of us mm-hmm. uh, is that. Used car values were probably a touch, depending on the car, undervalued before in relative terms to what they sold for new. In other words, the depreciation curve on new cars was getting out of control. Price of new cars kept going up, (laughs) and the value, you know, six months, a year later was incredibly low. Right. And so I think what this is going to do is bring that up a little bit, and it's going to stay up for a while, and which is good news. I know know you guys that unless you're out there and you need a used car, it's still good news. That that car will hold its value a little bit better. It oh, should. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's kind of what Matt's saying. This is going to go on a little bit longer. We're going to 24, 25 yeah. before we see it really <clears throat> come down. Um, and I don't know that it's going to come down a ton, but it's going to come down and we'll see these slide. I think it said that um, it's almost like a reset of the market, you know, where, where it, not that this was something that happened on purpose, but like, you know, sometimes there needs to be that type of thing that just says, hey, things have to change, right? And that and they had to change for a reason. But it, you know, it's interesting because there's been so many people who have actually benefited from from that this happening. You know, yeah. your trade value going up and you know, people getting more money, obviously not getting money off the new car, but I mean we're talking a lot thousands more that yeah, you typically get. Right. And so they said a three year old uh vehicle declined 2.6% uh, for that from January to February. 
And I think that we saw that in another uh, report that Cox mm-hmm. did. They expect that 3 to 4% per month decline, uh, and then they'll stable out. So I don't know how far out that is. We're in the spring market. I yeah. wouldn't expect prices to change, adjust too much. They will probably drop a touch, but they'll stay pretty stable until you get through the summer. And then I think you'll see that, again, that slowly we're 1% to 2% off as time goes on. Yeah. It'll be that slow, like steady decline, and that obviously a lot of it has to do with the new car market. Like, sure, you know, as we have new cars available to sell, and and hope, and again, that's not going to necessarily, like you're saying, be this year. It, it could be some time before we actually see things kind of get back to. Again, we keep saying what it used to be, but that's you know, it feels like I just got done watching. Uh, you know, the Avengers, Infinity War. It's like, you know, five years, you know, things change for everyone, for some people, and it's interesting. So we'll see if we get back to some sort of state of reality again, but... Well, hopefully nobody snaps their fingers no, and there's half the used cars that there were. There is I mean, half the used cars there were. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. So that's what exactly <laughs> happened, yeah. Exactly. Um, anyway, so... Um, but yeah. <laughs> so all things considered, you say, well, what's this have to do with us? And... and, and uh, in the and how is the well the market is coming down we are seeing prices start to drop a little bit and again it's not going to be a massive drop it's going to be a slow uh gradual decline a little bit doesn't necessarily mean it's a horrible time to get a car or buy right. a car i know uh we kind of talked about it a little bit before we're not going to take the stance on don't buy a used car but there are a couple uh, interesting pieces that we will <clears throat> talk about there one is the no. good news is the fact it's had on your trade and right now is is great right yep. but if you've been looking at that and saying when's the right time to hit this market they're starting to come down so trading values are already starting on the decline yep. right that, that those prices and trading values go hand in hand and i heard a couple uh reports the other day saying that well the prices aren't changing much but the trading values are trade holds up price they what if it's not happening at the same time that's one thing but they're they're, they're all hand in hand Right, you know, yep. the prices went up because we had to pay more to get a car. It wasn't because we were we were making more of the car. Right, that's absolutely we had, right. We, we, had to, <laughs> we had to pay more to get that same car on our lot inventory, and you as a consumer had a trade in, and you wanted more for that trade in, right? And so if we, we if we needed that or wanted that car, right. we had to pay more for it. The gentleman just walked in here. We just ran into that issue. <laughs> so it so. You got to think back. You got to think to those things. These people, you know, people aren't just re- letting go of the car and saying, oh, you can have it at 2021 values and then I'll buy your. Right. That's not exactly. happening. Right? No, that's that's definitely not. happening. So I know that <laughs> I know that people want to make us out to be the, the horrible people all the time. And, and, and we're not saying we're not trying to make a profit. We're just saying that it's relative. We have to pay more to get the car. Right. The price is higher. We're not the ones making the price higher. Right. In fact, the profit's probably about the same. I don't even know if it's year over year if it's any Yeah, any and higher. I think as you see the prices decline, you know, we're, we're lowering the price to get rid of a car that we've had to pay more on, yeah. and that, that'll just be the way it is for that time. Keep in mind, the, the one thing I do want to point out, and we'll, we'll talk about, you know, trading values, you know, now's the peak. Again, as you, the longer you wait, the the more drop off you're going to see. Obviously, as a car normally would get old, it would lose, depreciate, but you're losing, you're losing a little bit extra now from yep. the peak. Right. They're still very good though. They're still very high. And if you're trading your car on a new car, I think you're still in a great position. I think that's where the, where you're in the driver's seat. If you're interested in doing that and you can get your hands on one, you should not necessarily wait. You should look at those options yeah. before you say, now's not the time to do something. Right, absolutely. And, and obviously there's like tax savings, things like that. At least in Ohio there is. I know some taste that's not always the case. But that kind of like leads us into like, okay, well, if you're trying to trade your car and you're like, well, do I buy like a used car right now or do I look at a new car? Obviously finding a new car is challenging and you could be waiting two, three months, you know, at the minimum to try to find a new car. But if there are certain niches out there, like the MDX, for example, where it's it might be the right car to buy. So there are those like little pockets where we've we you know we talked about that where there are certain cars that say, okay, look at the value of what I could get for a used one, a two three year old model one, you know, lowish miles versus what a new one would cost. Yeah, and so that <clears throat> is, I guess, the cornerstone. And this is really common sense. You don't need us for this, but we see the craziness out there. The cornerstone of all this is, is does it make sense? So if you're looking at a pre-owned vehicle, and or you know, hopefully you're looking at a certified one, you know, an accurate certified. It's got a great certified program. We'll talk about that. <laughs> that's show. that's a whole other show. <laughs> but that's a little biased. But if you're looking at a pre-owned vehicle and it's a certified vehicle, where is that vehicle priced that you want in relative 
to MSRP on a new one. And that's probably a key indicator of telling you to say, is this make sense, right? right. If I'm paying $30,000 for the car, but a new one's 31, two or 28. Yeah, oh yeah. It's probably not a good deal, right? That's the car that, that's one they're telling you not to buy. That's what you need to stay away from. But if you're seeing, you know, something that's five, 10, 15% less than the yeah. MSRP of a new you, one. Yeah, that's right. As the, Matt's talking about with the MDX, it's probably not a terrible deal for you. Right, right exactly. And the MDX, I think we've, we've kind of figured it's like about 20%, you know, less, which I think it was, a, there was an article that we found recently and we can't find it again, but basically it just talked about, you know, the MDX being, you know, a car where it's like, well, if I buy a 20 or 19, now keep in mind on, the, on an MDX, there's no 2021. So the, that the MDX had a little bit different advantage in that, in those terms. But if you're looking at a brand new MDX tech package, you're talking in the mid fifties, you know, you're yeah. 55, dollars yeah. and, 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 and you can effectively find one for low forties, <laughs> high thirties on the market yeah. to, you know, two, three years old. And that's a, a pretty substantial savings off of a new one where, right. you know, we were talking about Honda Civics that <laughs> that people were expecting <laughs> yeah. more trade-in value than the new ones were costing. And then people were buying those used ones. Yeah. And, and it, of course, that's not a good decision <clears throat> to make. Right. If you're paying over MSRP for a pre-owned vehicle, it's not a good decision to make. Right. Even if there's not one out there, just those you can hold off on. Right. right? Just just wait. Right. And and that's where you, again, as a consumer and, and most of our consumer, you know, they do a good job of their homework. But I think like my, what I, in my mind, when I think, what I think about is that, you know, I see these headline articles, like we talked about at the beginning, they say, do or don't. Okay. Don't do or don't just do what you feel is best and do your research on that because don't go buy. I mean, if you have to have a, a new civic, if that's the car you want and the used one's the only one out there, maybe that is the only option you have. You know, and that's, you know, that's obviously what drives those prices up a little bit because there's not really new ones to be had. So every car has its little, you know, pocket of, okay, here's, here's where I can buy, potentially buy a new one for, here's my wait period. How long am I willing to wait for that specific car? And that's kind of all what plays into it. And one more thing I just want to kind of add to that, you know, we, we have these ILXs here and there's, you know, we, <laughs> there's a, a dealership near us. Um, it's not a new car dealership, but they were selling a brand you remember that one? The used one. The used yeah. one. I used ILX for like two, I think it was $2,500 more the, for a year old than we would sell a new one for. So obviously that's not a great car to potentially, you know, get either. And that's what's happening in the used car market. That's why we see these prices so much higher because those places think they have something. So it, <laughs> so that that brings up two good points, Matt. And I'm glad you, you mentioned that is that... Um, you know, the, the the independent used car dealers that have to go out there and yeah. buy these cars, whether it be from the public or from the auction, are going to pay whatever they have to pay to get inventory, even if that means that they have to pay it and price it above where a new one's at. The benefit that they think they have, and we're making trying to make you smarter consumers today, is there isn't the equivalent new one sitting next to it. If we take in one of those oh, yeah. ILXs here, we know we're not going to price it more than the new one sitting on our showroom floor right. because that's... Stupid. It's just absurd, right? But there are so many out there. I, every time I pull, yeah. put one in the system, I can pull it up and see all the ones out there that are at or above MSRP of a new one. Yeah. And right? Carvana is like a, big, a big offender of that. Yeah. Carvana. So, <laughs> so as I mentioned, Carvana, you know, keep in mind, Carvana is a, one of those, uh, you know, retailers that only in used cars. They don't have any new car franchises. They need to go out and buy these vehicles and they are paying top dollar. But if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, that might be a good place to sell your car to. Not so much as a good place to buy it. Matt, continually we see it when we're looking at research on our <laughs> their cars are priced way over our cars, and they're not certified. They're not certified, cars. yeah. And you, so yeah. It, it's it, it just kind of goes to show you like are people really paying? And we don't. And we've talked about this like. Uh, we would love to follow a car because these are cars that we don't get. The ILX from the, at that independent dealership down the road, we did not get that car, obviously, because we couldn't. We didn't want to pay more than what we would sell a brand new one for. So that's what's interesting is we're not getting these cars as the other places are. And then it might go to show you how much people are willing to pay for the quote-unquote convenience of buying at you know a Carvana or online, doing online business <laughs> on a vehicle. So... And the one other piece to that, and I know this, this is, we knew this was a big topic, so bear with us, is 
the values, keep in mind these book values. So we were talking about Kelly Blue Book, Edmonds, now JD Power, which took over NADA, when you, or Black Book. I mean, all these different value places mm -hmm. you can go and get a, a value for your car. They lag. They lag behind the industry for good and bad. So you can always say, it's not us. We don't do this. This is, this <laughs> is how it works. Their, their data lags behind. So Kelly Blue Book pulls information today. It's from past transactions. Yep. It's lagging behind. And, and sometimes we see that it's two, three months behind uh, data. They won't tell you that. They're not going to tell you that. These, it's their data and what have yeah. you. Yeah. But it's not from what's happening today. So those values are going to be higher on those trade and value, on those KBB values, whether it be a purchase value, what you should pay for the car, or also what you should get in trade. So it works both ways. Yeah. It's going to be higher on KBB for a while. As it starts to come down, KBB is going to be behind that. So you're going to say on both sides, whether you're trading your car, you're going to say it's not enough. But if you're buying a car, you'll probably get a better deal than what KBB says because of that Oh, leg. yeah, absolutely. Keep in mind, nobody argued about the leg when it was before when, <laughs> when KBB it. was low and we were giving higher values, right? Yeah. Nobody points that side of it out, but it, it goes in those <laughs> cycles, right? right? Absolutely. And, and like all, all I know, I'm not asking for anything here. We're not asking for anything. But at the end of the day, you know, there are, you know, there are reasons why dealerships, um, obviously we have to try to still make a profit, but we also want to make sure we're selling our cars at a, at a real retail number that people are actually going to buy the car for after the work that we put into doing our cars. So, you know, just do your research, consider that when you're trading your car, selling your car or buying a car, you know, what, you know, what it takes to, what it took for us to get into that car, all those reasons for why, like, obviously used car prices are where they're at right now. And, you know, hopefully, you know, I know as a consumer myself, like we we buy cars the same as everyone else, but as a consumer, you, you don't want to pay over, have to overpay for anything. Yeah. But. Just pay attention <clears throat> to that. Where's that car sell new? And I mean, yeah. I'm talking about this, I guess when we're talking relative, we're talking about late model three, four. Two, three, four yeah, car, years old cars, yeah. even even a one year old car. You know, pay attention to where that car sold new. Does it make sense, or is it? Are you saving something, or does it just make sense if it if it's close? Do you look at pursuing right. the new one, or right. do you find a different car that's not in that case? Um, is the one piece of that to take out of it? The other piece. Now, pay attention to this as we move forward, and this is the last piece on this uh, <laughs> that we'll touch on is you know these gas prices. Oh uh, yeah, you, know, you got the USA got Today, the USA today. right there. Uh, this that's Los Angeles. Uh, six ninety nine for regular. Yep. Seven nineteen for plus, and I think it's seven. I don't even know what the what? last one. It's it's through the roof. Most it's, expensive they've been in U.S. history. Yeah. And remember the last time. Yeah. So what happened? <laughs> and we touched on this on the last show. What happens when when that gas gets really expensive? And that's getting really expensive. And uh, you know, you could think if if it was if it was three dollars before, and three was the high peak right before yeah. it was three ish, three low threes. Three, yep. Uh, people, you know, were getting testy about filling up, uh, you know, their tank then. Now, well, now it's almost can be double that is what we're right, approaching. Right. So your cost of filling up, it cost, if it costs you 40 or 50, it's now, you know, 80 or 100 to fill your car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to so, become a factor in this. And so think about the cars and fuel economy and efficiency because that's where the, the value is going to stay high on those cars that are most efficient. In yep. other words... Watch the truck market, watch those large SUVs, watch the <laughs> yeah. 450 yep. horsepower BMW. I hate to say it, but those are the cars that are really going to get stung the most. Yep. Because people, it's, it's, you know, it's discretionary fun, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's why well, I wasn't here when you guys originally, you, when the vehicles came in in droves that were SUVs. Yeah, and, and they would own, people would almost pay anything to get out of their cars at those points because it was costing them so much in gas. And we said, you know, if you look at, at if you're paying $50 now and at $3 a gallon to fill up and now it's 100 and you have to do that every week, well, for some people you're adding almost another car, another payment, car payment, right? Yeah, exactly. it, it's all It makes a big difference. Uh, so please keep that in mind as you're looking out there on the market. Um, the small fishing cars, if you need one, you better get it quick because yeah, I'm telling true. you it's coming. Yeah. Um, I didn't mention yeah. that last time along with the large SUVs, but those small ones, uh, completely fell off the map. You're talking about, the, you know, the CRVs or the CRVs. Like, CRVs not a bad well, example. That's true, yeah. The, the Honda Civic, uh, mm. the Toyota Corolla, those smaller fuel efficient four yeah. cylinder sedans. ILX. ILX went through the roof. They yeah. were non-existent. You couldn't find them on the pre-owned market during yeah. that time. And there were plenty of cars back then. 
There is no shortage of anything, but yeah. you couldn't get them because people were looking for ways to to be, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. My father-in-law, he, he he like tried everywhere to get. He had this big uh, Ford Explorer. It was a beautiful. What would they have? The Eddie Bauer edition. Yeah, and he, right. Like, couldn't get rid of it. He tried everything, and I think he ended up taking a huge hit on it. Because well, and a lot of people did. I think if the yeah. people that hung on to him for a while were fine after time, you know, it's just like yeah. being in the stock market. If, you, if you're that's right, right. Yeah. you keep that vehicle long enough, you know, it's all going to turn out okay. But if right. you, if you decide that it's costing you a lot, it's too expensive to get there. Right, and who would have thought? Know. Like, obviously, there's things happening in the world right now. Why this is obviously partially happening, but that's just another little you know wrench that has been thrown into. Like, yeah. how many more wrenches can can yeah. Between the pandemic handle, so. and, and, you know, the pandemic and chips and the shortage of labor shortages. Yeah. And, and, uh, and now gas prices, it's like, it's, we're, yeah, we're, we've been, we've been thrown a lot as, you know, not just us. I mean, don't, we're not saying that to feel sorry for us. I mean, no, we feel yeah. sorry for the whole consumers yeah. and the industry and, and everybody trying to go down this path. And it's, it's a lot. Absolutely. Know. Yeah. It's, so it's been, it's been a crazy ride. So used cars. <clears throat> Out there, we expect those prices to come down. The overall theme here, we see them slowly coming down. They're going to come down a little bit. Don't expect the super fuel-efficient cars to go down dramatically because we might see those become non-existent or yeah. not go up. Yeah. Expect maybe trucks and larger SUVs to, to really slow down pace, especially yeah. on that pre-owned side. You know, the people that are buying them for, for you know, because they just want to drive one are going to say, that's not worth it to me, right? Yeah. It's oh, just yeah. getting too expensive. Um so, and we'll keep you apprised of, of where that's going over time. Uh, we wanted to share the, what we had, what we thought of it. Um, th- it probably won't be a huge drop off anytime soon. There's going to be this shortage for, for some time, but we will see the prices start to come down a little bit and level out. Yeah, absolutely. And and really, that's kind of what, uh, obviously, we wanted to talk about today. Hopefully, next time, we have a little more information on Teggy. Yeah, so hopefully the ever all will will give you a full integer uh, uh, roundup on uh, what yep. we have out next, and um, hopefully we have all the answers to your questions that you ever want to know about Teggy. Yeah, and keep them coming. So check again, check out our uh, YouTube channel, uh, just Sarah Acura, and then uh, you know check out our Facebook page. You know we have some stuff on there as well, and then obviously check out our podcast which is available on quite a bit of platforms. Again, we mentioned some Spotify, um, not Apple, well, not Apple yet, we'll see. And then what else is it on? It's on, uh, I didn't put it on Amazon yet. Oh, we left the whole Amazon no, I, I think we did. It's no, I think we not, did, that's right. Some yeah. of these take a little bit more time to get up there, but it's on uh, It's on a lot of them. Uh, you know, uh, iHeartRadio, Yeah, so. oh yeah. Thanks again for sticking around listening to that. Hopefully we provide some information that made sense. Again, just our take on on the whole thing and how it's all going. And uh, we look forward to... uh, Yeah. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. All right.